Hey, did you guys see um did he I can't remember if you guys watched Greatest Showman. Did you guys like that movie? I've never seen Greatest Showman. Never saw it. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh good. So I watched the sequel to it, The Greatest Beer Run. It's uh Zach Efron decided <laughs> <laughs> after the circus. Brilliant he intro. Was gonna, <laughs> he was gonna hop over <laughs> to Vietnam. Uh, and deliver beer. I, I pitched this movie to you guys to see if we, if you guys wanted to do like an actual episode on it. Did, did either of you bother to watch the um, the trailer or have a rough idea yes. what this thing is about? Yeah, yes. I, think, I, I think it was the trailer that made us be like, no, we don't want to nope, watch it. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> what made you not want to watch it? It just looked bad. Like, I, like sometimes yeah. I just watch a trailer and I'm just like, wow, this movie looks like crap. Like, we just watched the trailer. They, they made a sequel to A Christmas Story. Um, oh yeah i haven't seen the trailer for that yet so my wife i i don't really like the christmas i I don't like the christmas story um but my wife loves it and she was excited so we put the trailer on and we watched it and we got to the end and i was same and she was like this movie looks terrible and sometimes you just watch a trailer and it just the movie just looks bad and now that could be a bad trailer i'll i'll admit that but in both cases the movie didn't look good no man they really like have gotten good at making trailers these days. Sometimes they make trailers for movies that like the movie is rubbish, but the trailer is so fucking no, good. No, agreed, which is why I think going to what Paul was saying, like nine times out of ten, if the trailer is bad, the movie is gonna be bad. <laughs> like you don't usually see bad trailers for good movies. Not nowadays. Yeah. No. Um so greatest beer run actually doesn't have that bad of a cast. What is your overall take um, on Zach Efron? Because I think he's um, I think he's underrated because he's kind of handsome. But like, I actually think he's pretty. He's a pretty adequate actor. It's possible I have never seen him in anything. <laughs> not not <laughs> intentionally, but I'm just trying to think of a movie I saw that actually had Zach Efron in it, and there may not be any. I think he plays a solid asshole. That's that. Oh. That's actually actually I think something where he does a pretty good job. Like um, in like Neighbors, for instance. Yeah. Like I think I think he's like I like him in Neighbors. I always confuse Neighbors. I always think it's called Bad Neighbors, but I think it's just called. It neighbors. is. I it is just right. called Neighbors. Yeah. And he's in and Neighbors too. Don't forget. That's Some right. Sorority Rising. I believe. That's right. Yes. Uh, he got super jacked for Baywatch. Yep. Um. And then Greatest Showman. The dude can sing. Was he a, I think he was a Mickey Mouse kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, High School Musical, right? Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't know. I never knew what he got famous yeah, for. Yeah, High School Musical. Um, so he's the star of the movie. And um, the quick synopsis is he's kind of like a, is in, he's in the military, but in, but kind of, what do they call it? The, the, like the reserves for the Marines or whatever. Um Coast Guard, something like, I don't know, Maritime Marines or something. It's not like a real, like... The Merchant Marines? Oh, the Merchant Marines? Merchant Marines. Yeah, there you yeah, go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, thank you. Um, and it's during Vietnam, right? And he's getting drunk with his buddies. And there's kind of an argument about Vietnam as a whole and whether the boy should be over there or not. And this guy is like home and sleeping till one in the afternoon and getting trashed with his friends. He's in New York City up by the Bronx. And... Well, he's, everyone's like, well, you don't do anything. Uh, his name is Chicky. And he says, well, I'm going to bring a beer to the boys 
all the boys that are here, I'm just going to, I can get on a boat because I'm in the Merchant Marines. I'm going to get over to Vietnam and bring a bunch of beer over there and deliver beer to all the boys from our town. As you do. And that's, <laughs> that's probably what you saw. I'm not giving anything away. That, that's in the truth. Yeah, right? yeah. It, Pretty it much, is. yeah. And I think um, one, uh, I want to start by saying, um, I think this movie's not a good movie. Like, let's just get that out of the way. It's it's definitely not good. Okay. So the trailer did not lie. But it's not that bad. And I was really like, if you look at Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, they're like 30%, 40%. They pan this movie pretty hard. Um, I think part of the issue is that it's like misnamed and the trailer makes it seem like it's going to be kind of this zany comedy about this wacky dude that's like, running around delivering beer in Vietnam. And that's not this movie at all. Like there's no, there, there, there is no comedy in this movie. It's kind of a pretty serious movie. Uh, and it's the first one I can remember that like kind of really deals with um, the protests and um, you know, a little bit of um, friction between um, the two sides uh, of, of the coin here about whether we should even be in the war or not. I feel like in other movies, um, the one that just comes to mind, obviously, is like Forrest Gump, but like sure. it feels very glossy. And I don't know of any other movie that I've seen that really kind of deals with kind of the protests of the war and kind of this, you know, um, shifting back and forth, whether whether like we should even be there or not. All right. That's fair enough. So first chunk of the movie, he's in New York City, and you see some scenes in Washington Square Park. Um, his bartender that's serving him beer is played by Bill Murray. It's so and then he gets out to Vietnam and starts to like deliver beer to his pals and very quickly realizes like a couple of things. Number one, like nobody in Vietnam wants us out here. The people that were there to protect and the people that were, that were in war with, they, they don't really want us out there. And number two, everybody that's out there doesn't want to be out there either. Um, and kind of that's what the movie revolves around is like painting a picture of how bad Vietnam was a changing of attitude for somebody that was like a Patriot that was doing his duty and getting out there and be like, Oh fuck, this is not what I thought it was. Um, in particular, when he gets out there, he, he, as a way to navigate the country, like he pretends to be part of the media out there and he befriends the other, like, kind of co star of the movie is Russell Crowe. Um, so the, the, it's got a pretty good cast, but, um, that, that kind of deals with like the coming of age of media. And, and I, I guess the thing that dawned on me watching this, like, I feel like when a movie's not that great, but if you can have one little nugget or takeaway that makes it worth kind of, watching whether it just be passively right is that um this there, there were some things that just like dawned on me watching it which is number one um the vietnam war was kind of the first war that was fought where the media was there with live cameras filming and showing things and that at least for america right so the movie kind of dealt with that and that russell crowe was part of the media um and kind of talks about getting the word out about what's really happening versus what the government and the propaganda wants to, you know, the, what the government wants you to see. And the other thing that they really tiptoe around, I don't know if this is worth like a deeper discussion or not, but, um, you know, there's a generation, like the generation of people that are 
were were soldiers in Vietnam were were boomer or baby boomers, right? And that's you know um, they definitely kind of talk about um, the, there, there's like real friction around whether the government is lying to you or not, and and you and whether you should or should not trust the government. And it's not so thinly veiled kind of that because of what happened in Vietnam and how we shouldn't trust our government because they lied to us and we shouldn't have been in that war. That's why many of the boomers that are alive today have lean more conservative and don't trust kind of the the socialist politics that are going on right now. So that was, took me back for a hot minute there Um, because greatest beer run ever I thought was going to be a zany thing and churned out not to be so much. But I'll say it wasn't it wasn't that bad, I guess. So um, cinematography was good. It's an Apple movie. They spent 40 million bucks on the budget. It felt like it felt more expensive than that, to be honest with you, because there was kind of some more shit going on and some bombs and that kind of stuff. The score was good, but I think what made this movie kind of suck, honestly, was the script. Like you had a pretty fleshed out character in Zac Efron and you had a Russell Crowe being Russell Crowe when he's not being fucking zany Hercules or, or um, sorry, Zeus rather. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and then none of the other characters carried any weight really. And I think that's a bummer because like he's delivering beer around Vietnam and he didn't seem to really, there was no connection between the secondary characters that were like in the shit, so to speak. Yeah. Which seems like it should be a pretty important part. I mean, like I, yeah, I, I was looking a little bit while you were talking at like, you know, kind of like some of the, you know, stuff about like making this movie and like, you know, it's based on a book written by like the real life chicky. That's right. Uh, right, right. And like, like that seems like and, and it seems at least from the little I read about it that like that book is actually like quite fun and interesting and also like, like you get a little more of like the personalities of both him and like his friends who he's visiting and stuff like that. And like everything that happens to them, which it feels like also, I don't know if this is true, but like, I would have to imagine that like, you know, since it's kind of about a little bit, like you were saying, like someone who is like really supportive of the war going over there and becoming very disillusioned after seeing like Mm -hmm. what's really happening and how like unhappy everybody is. Um, it feels like some of that would hit harder if like you had more fleshed out secondary characters who you can feel a little more about like what they're going through and, and have a little more of, of a connection to them. And so that, that does seem unfortunate. It's tough because I don't know what the runtime of this movie is probably two hours ish, right? It it wasn't. Yeah. Over two hours, actually. I mean, probably, probably two hours without the credits. Yeah. Yeah. It's two hours and six minutes. Right. So that's, that's a decent like amount. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, there was one character they really tried to draw a connection with. It was one of his buddies that went missing. And there were some flashback scenes to when they were like in New York as young adults and going to see the ball drop for New Year's, right? And I was like, oh, cool. All right. Maybe we'll get the connection there. But that was the one soldier that went MIA and they just never found him. So there was like no payoff for it. Right. And it felt like if they had gone back and showed his connection to those people um, that he was delivering beer to and the special, if there was a specialness to the relationship, but I think in all honesty, and I didn't read the book, so I don't know. It seems as if um, 
just the the story was light and it, it, it might it might have just been that right which is like this kid from the neighborhood but didn't quite have a connection with any of these people and he just like kind of decided to go out and do it and they tried to make it feel more special than I think it was. Yeah. But in that, like, you know, some of the soldiers mom brought him like some fucking, I don't know, like necklaces and socks and shit to deliver to the kids. And they were like, really proud of you for doing this. And he really does do it, but I don't, I don't, you know, it's when you think about it, it was like a really stupid fucking idea. And it definitely was zany. Uh, and he definitely did it. There's like photos and whatnot. Yeah. I, I, I also agree with you, though, that it's like so. So the book is called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. And it's kind of like even that seems like a weird title. Like if 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 the point of the movie is a little less of like anything to do with that and a little more that it like the real thing, as it seems like the book is in the end, is about like this, like you said, like like I said before, like this naive kind of kid like kind of finding out sort of like what's really happening and and kind of really growing in the end to question like what he thought about the vietnam war and about the u.s involvement there feels really weird to name it the greatest beer run ever which makes it feel like we're gonna fucking watch like cannonball run or something you know like like yeah like, like it's gonna be this goofy like ah like you know it's like can we get this beer all the way across you know it's like or, or like like the greatest beer run ever it's like i said cannonball run but really it's like that's smoking in the bandit like like right. that's the greatest beer run ever right like yeah it just seems very weird to call it that it feels like um in all honesty like the the the, the decisions this person made were zany but the the events were not that right. fucking zany right. they were kind of they were kind of horrifying right and turns out that um it just wasn't all that interesting so like this is one of those things where I feel like somebody read the book, read the story. I was like, we should make a movie about that because that's fucking out there and different. And at least we're not remaking, sure. you know, the never end. We're not remaking the never ending story. This is an original story. Um, turns out it just wasn't that strong of a story. It was just like this guy did something really like out there and weird. And again, I think Zach Efron gets kind of trashed or doesn't he gets overlooked like he's pretty good. And there was moments where he kind of breaks down and like, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's underrated um, based on the very few things I've seen him in, which is both, his, you know, the, the greatest um, trilogy. No, <laughs> wait, is there a third one? <laughs> uh, the greatest neighbor, the greatest showman and yeah. um, the greatest spear. Was he in greatest American um, hero? Believe when, it or not. When he like, wasn't born yet. At home. That's <laughs> no, right. Exactly. <laughs> They'll do a remake um, of that. He can be in it. <laughs> I hope so. Um, he was in the sequel to The Great Escape. The Greatest Escape. The Greatest Escape. <laughs> the Greatest Escape. <laughs> I want to be in the second Greatest Escape. <laughs> um, so, yeah, here's what I'd say. Um, you got time and you want to put something on, like, flip it on. It's it's really, like, it's but it's not zany, like, and, and it's not... This movie got panned on Metacritic, and I know we don't do grades on, um, you know, we don't do grades on miniflexes, but, like, it ain't a 40%. It is definitely above a 50%, you know. It is, like, it's watchable, and there's some interesting takes that I had never seen on the Vietnam War in a way in which it really kind of dealt with um, the old the old school of like, you know, the people that were like in World War II. And there's a really interesting scene where Bill Murray, who's again, he's the bartender, 
he's a vet and he was in World War II. And he's like, hey, if cameras in the press were in World War II, we would have never made it uh, like to Normandy. We would have just turned the right the fuck around and been like, we're out of here. So, you know, you had this like the toughest generation, if you will. And I mean, Jesus, the guys that went to Vietnam, they definitely, the way it's described, like those guys were equally as brave as the toughest generation. It was just a fucked up situation yeah. as a whole. And um, again, I don't know. Can you guys think of any other movies that really dealt with that kind of dissonance between being a patriot and protesting the Vietnam War that it's like had any depth to it? I mean, I mean, the first one I think of, which is admittedly a movie I haven't seen, but I feel like this is what it's about, right? Is Born on the Fourth of July. Well, I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's... Yeah, I, I feel like that's one because he's a like he is like a veteran who like starts out as like really gung ho and then he gets like he's like a paraplegic or whatever, like because of what happens in the war. And then he becomes like a major anti-war protester, like during like the, you know, later in the war. Hmm. But yeah, but I haven't seen it, so I couldn't tell you. OK. Well, for me, this was I haven't seen it either. That's a Tom Cruise movie where his face is on it and it's got the American flag. That's yeah. the one. Yep. On the on on the video store box cover. Yeah, yeah. exact same cover as Days of Thunder. Exactly. <laughs> Directed. That's a C- that's a prequel to Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I could do this all night, guys. I mean, Tom Cruise is also a sequel in Tropic Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I can confirm I've never seen a Zach Efron movie. <laughs>